Well, I wanted to talk about the symptoms of schizophrenia and the prodromal symptoms, which are the ones that you notice before you're diagnosed, uh, which can lead to a diagnosis. And why it's important to reach out for help if you haven't already, if you're suspecting that you might have psychotic thought uh, and that you might be losing touch with reality. Um, so the definition of schizophrenia is uh, a state in which you've lost touch with reality. And that's actually a very uh, broad spectrum of disorders. There's many different types of schizophrenia. Uh, as I mentioned before, there's catatonic schizophrenia, which is where you don't move around very much because you're so overwhelmed by your own senses and your own uh, delusions and hallucinations and stuff. And there's uh, paranoid schizophrenia, there's uh, disorganized schizophrenia, there's uh, drug-induced schizophrenia, there's uh, a few others, which I forget right now. Uh, the schizoaffective disorder, which is what I have, which is when you have enough symptoms to be diagnosed with schizophrenia, but you also have a major underlying personality disorder, uh, which could be bipolar or any of the other personality disorders. Um, sorry, mood disorders, not personality disorders. I also have a personality disorder, but that's unrelated. Uh, sorry, if you have a under, major underlying mood disorder as well as your schizophrenia, then you're diagnosed schizoaffective. Uh, and the prevalence of that is not not very high at all. Um, it's very, very uncommon. Um, now, the thing is, uh, with the symptoms of schizophrenia, um, when you lose touch with reality, you do that usually one of two different ways, uh, which is either a uh, hallucination or a delusion. Uh, and hallucination is when you see or hear or otherwise sense something that is not there for everybody else. Which is very tricky to put into context um, because all of our realities are separate and all of our senses perceive things differently and all perception is unique. Uh, so how do you classify somebody's perception as being wrong? How do you um, sit down as a psychiatrist and say, well, you shouldn't be having those thoughts or you shouldn't be seeing those things that you're seeing? Uh, like, for instance, my sister is a... Uh, registered therapist uh, and she was helping somebody through the mental health program here she was visiting him at home uh, and he was complaining about the bugs on his leg <clears throat> um, and he said he complained about this to a number of different people but nobody had actually bothered to look at his leg because they all assumed he was just being schizophrenic and thinking about bugs on his leg that weren't actually there and she asked him to lift up his uh, pant leg. And he did. And it was covered in maggots from where he had driven a, 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 a railroad spike in his leg months or years prior. Uh, it was metastasized or whatever the word is for when maggots decide to infest your body and start living inside you. Uh, but nobody had thought to see if there was a physical or a real reason for his symptom because they, they passed it off as part of his schizophrenia. Um... So that's the first major hurdle. How do you figure out that your thoughts are actually not something that everybody else experiences? And I was actually walking, watching um, Star Trek Picard here recently. And in the second episode, the, the, the main character other than Picard, the, the little android chick, um, she said, um, you know, I think I've done some research and the things that I'm experiencing, I think I might be schizophrenic. And he goes, no, 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 you're not schizophrenic. You're actually very, very special, which is a dangerous thought to have in media for anybody that's watching it who might be worried about being schizophrenic themselves. Um, and, and I mean, even in different cultures, it's very different um, because you don't have a diagnosis of schizophrenia and you don't have medication. Um, you might find yourself in a situation where your culture reveres you and, and thinks of you 
as somebody that can communicate with uh, the religious idols or uh, the other planes of existence. Uh, and in, in India and in China and stuff, if you're young and you're, you're experiencing these hallucinations or delusions, um, you're actually given a mentor and they teach you that that's okay and that you're not alone. And that's the biggest hurdle that I had to face. Uh, when I was first diagnosed was that I thought that all of this stuff was happening just to me and nobody else understood and then I slowly started finding out that people locally here were just as messed up and thought the same kinds of things and had the same kind of shared delusions about uh, one love and one consciousness and things like that um, which was very very heartwarming for me uh, because it made me feel like I wasn't alone and that I had people that I could talk to about these crazy thoughts that I was having because originally I tried talk therapy uh, with a guy here locally in the mental health system. And say what you want about Canada's mental health system. It's, it's actually kind of crap. We don't even have a, a long-stay unit here anymore in my local area. Uh, so we have to get shipped off about 45 minutes or an hour east or west or two hours south uh, to get any kind of help. Anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, what was I saying? Um in these other countries, uh, they'll give you a mentor and they'll, they'll start training you to give advice or to otherwise illuminate people about their other planes of existence or their other psyches or their other alter egos and stuff because we've touched that and we've experienced that and nobody else is able to do that and come back uh, to a sense of reality once the trip is over. And there's a lot of media out there about covering these people, these shamans, that... Uh, do help and there's a lot of media that says they don't do it help very much at all and they're actually kind of dangerous and there's a lot of media that says that they're the most revered and um special people in a, in a, in a given community because they give kind of a, a spiritual connection to the to the land and to the to the spirits and to the to the things that can't easily be seen uh, and they can provide uh like i said advice um that means much more to the individual who's religious or who's spiritual than uh, advice in the physical world would. Either way, we live in Canada and the Western world where that doesn't actually happen. That's not the case. Um, and we try to get help and we try to return to a sense of normalcy. Um, and I did bash medications in one of my earlier videos, but um, I'm prescribed an antipsychotic that I absolutely require or else I would be bedridden and catatonic and crushed by my own delusions and hallucinations uh so like i said hallucination is a is a is a symptom that uh basically you see or hear or otherwise perceive with the other senses things that don't really exist um and that can be any number of things like i've perceived whole beaches or whole uh, uh beaches on other planets or or things like that um while I'm also perceiving myself as something other than Jared Dunn, which is, which is an out-of-body experience. Um, and there's a word for that. I keep on forgetting it. Um, I'll think of it later, probably. Um, so once you lose track of who you are and once you lose track of what you are, or even if you're human or even if you're on Earth and stuff like that, it becomes a very, very scary situation and, and you tend to withdraw into yourself and... Uh, and try to find some solace or peace while you're going through that experience. Um, delusions, I mentioned, are the other kind of psychotic symptom you can acquire um, that will 
put you at a, 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 a difference from everybody else's perceived reality, uh, which could lead to a diagnosis of schizophrenia. So um, a delusion is when you believe or otherwise um, subscribe to a theory in your own brain that doesn't really exist or that nobody else sees. Uh, and you could actually put a lot of weight into conspiracy theories or things like that. Um, which a lot of schizophrenics do subscribe to because they've experienced something in the media or they've been taught told a message uh, or they've uh, otherwise experienced um, a hint or a clue that things aren't quite what they seem. Uh, and for me, that's been like, um, I don't know, strange things. Like... Uh, I don't know. Like one time, I was I was out uh, in 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 the in the backyard there, uh, and I just immediately realized that the way that the wind was blowing the grass in the air, um, and the the way that the grass was reacting to the air, and the way that they were intertwined with each other was a mathematical expression that I'd sent from myself from the future, in order to save the world now from nuclear destruction. So I went and got a piece of paper and I started writing down the mathematical notation of these blades of grass, uh, which made no sense whatsoever, uh, but I was convinced that I needed to figure out the algorithm in order to apply it elsewhere to, to try and um, effect some kind of change that would save the world from destruction. Uh, and that's not really all that unique, I found out. That's uh, that's kind of a common thing, is, is how to... How to a delusion that will lead you to think that you're more important and that you need to, um, which is the delusion of grandeur, by the way, which is just a symptom, uh, and that you need to act somehow. And that's one of the questions they ask you when they're going through the DSM-5s, um, the Diagnostic Service Manual version 5's uh, questionnaire about how to diagnose schizophrenia um, is do these voices or, or, or illusions or, or delusions or hallucinations, does any of this tell you to, to do things? And then if you say yes, the next question is immediately, uh, do, does, do, do the voices or whatever tell you to um, hurt people or hurt yourself? Uh, and that's the tricky one, because if you tell them that you're being, that you're considering harming yourself or harming another person, you might get red flagged and you might be put in the system against your will uh, and medicated until you don't feel that way or at least you tell them you don't feel that way uh, because you're now a dangerous individual and you're now a danger to society in the physical sense, uh, which is something they care about more than they should. So those are the positive symptoms of schizophrenia. Those are the ones that you gain after you've been diagnosed, the ones that you didn't have before, the abilities or symptoms or um, experiences that you didn't already have those are the positive symptoms because they're like a plus sign because you've acquired them um the negative symptoms of schizophrenia are then the minus sign are the ones those abilities or, or or experiences that you've managed to lose from your diagnosis so the the uh the symptoms that are much harder to treat and the symptoms that are much harder to diagnose are the things that you don't do anymore that you used to that you used to enjoy that you used to uh be really good at like uh things like self-care shaving or washing yourself daily or changing your clothes daily you might notice i'm wearing the same shirt i was yesterday um these things don't resonate with a schizophrenic and it becomes something that a lot of people will confuse with laziness um but it's not laziness it's actually symptomatic and it's actually something that we struggle with every single day uh to to notice that things need to happen around us. Like I pay somebody to clean my room and he's got a YouTube and you should watch it because he's reading through some stuff or otherwise explaining his diagnosis or his symptoms or his experiences. Um, and he's Luke Davidson uh, and he's on YouTube uh, and you should have a look. Um, but uh, 
yeah, I paid my friend, and he's also schizophrenic, but because there's money involved, he's able to, to get around the fact that he, he doesn't want to or that he doesn't realize that cleaning needs to happen. Uh, and he's able to come over and clean for me because I just, I can't do it. I can't get the motivation and a lack of self-motivation, a lack of self-care, a lack of um, ambition. All of this stuff is, 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 is a common factor in a lot of these schizophrenics. Um, and these are the things that we've lost. Uh, and that's my major problem with this stuff, aside from the stigma you see in the, in, in the media. Uh, like when you're introduced to a schizophrenic um, on the news or in a movie... They traditionally focus on the positive symptoms, like hallucinations and delusions, because they're far more tangible and they're far more scary um, than seeing somebody helpless and unable to clean their room around them or their house. So, I guess my point is that um, it's not laziness, and I mean it's, it's true of a lot of mental health disorders too. Um, these negative symptoms are things that you've lost from the diagnosis or the, the, the lack of self-care or the lack of self-motivation and the lack of ambition are common among a whole bunch of different mental health diagnoses, including just basic depression. And I shouldn't say basic depression, but um, clinical depression. Uh, you really are unable to fulfill your duties in the world around you because you just don't see the need for it. or You don't, you don't think that you're... You don't think that you're worth enough to spend your own time to do these things that you need to do in order to maintain your surroundings or maintain yourself. Um, and that's a huge mental hurdle to get across. And that's a huge mental hurdle to... It's a paradigm shift that needs to happen in your own brain to say that you are worth having a, a, a shaved face or a, a, that you are worth having a shower every day or that you are worth changing your clothes or that you are worth cleaning your house or that you are worth going and getting up and doing your job for the day and that's why a lot of these people that are, are deep in their own schizophrenia or mental health disorders are unable to work uh, is because they don't have the drive to to actually get up and get dressed every day they, they, they don't have that ability and that's been taken away from them by their neurons by misfiring neurons in their brain um by the effect that LSD has on people. Like, if you were to look at these videos of people on LSD for the first time, like lysergic acid, diethylamide, or, or acid, and you would say to yourself, are these people capable of working in this state that they're in, about seven or eight hours in, when it seems to be too much, and they're wondering if it's ever going to stop? Uh, and the truth is about schizophrenia is that it's the exact same experience in the brain and in, the, in your senses as LSD is, but it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. And you don't get out from it. You don't. You don't recover. You don't. There is no cure. There is no therapy. There is no medication that will cure your schizophrenia and or mental health disorder for the most part. It's just a matter of changing your own paradigms in your own brain, and that's impossible to ask of most of these people because they don't have the tools or the ability or the or the motivation to do it. They don't have the the drive. They don't have the these things that I've talked about so much so far. They don't have the capability or the opportunity to change how they think and how they perceive. Um, because none of us do. I mean, people will say that people don't change. Uh, and my sister, again, is a therapist, and she's the first to argue with that and say she sees people change all the time. Um, but how hard is it to identify in your own damn brain that you need to change your own damn thinking in order to have more positive 
results in life. And it's, it's, it's an impossible situation to ask of anyone because we're all creatures of habit. I mean, humans are creatures of habit. Um, and we just want to maintain the status quo and we want to be miserable and we want to we seriously want to we just want to be safe and we want to be happy and we want to and enjoy our day but the more that we go on with no purpose or no no job no no family no even if there is a job or even if there's a family even if we don't necessarily lack that stuff we lack the 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 derivement of any kind of enjoyment or satisfaction from these things and so we lose interest and we participate in these things less and less until we get fired or until we lose our family or until we otherwise um are unable to do these things and I guess my point is that when you see these people with depression or with, with bipolar or with, with schizophrenia or, 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 or general psychosis or, or any kind of mental health diagnosis that, that takes away from the human that they were. And I mean, I'm, I'm the first to admit I'm half the man I used to be. I put that song on all the time, which I think is Stone Temple Pilots. I always thought it was Nirvana, but point is... Um, just have some compassion and have some have some empathy and have some understanding and try to try to see it in a light that you're unable to see it in and try to try to experience life through their own eyes and try to um empathize and sympathize like i said like just try to <laughs> live the world in their shoes for a day and see if you come out on top or if you're unable to do anything or act on a daily basis in your own sense of self-preservation or your own sense of um, self-worth, I guess. And then throw in addictions and throw in interpersonal issues and throw in family issues and throw in all these drama. And you, you start to... Like another symptom that I, that I, that I clearly exhibit is um, not really understanding or not really subscribing or not really... Um, finding any value in social norms so like if i try to strike up a conversation with somebody it usually ends in tragedy if it's a new person because i don't understand the nuances of what they're trying to say i don't i don't understand memes because i don't understand um the the nuance or the the hidden meaning i guess like somebody sent me a meme last night it was uh uh, hey mom, can we go to the dispensary for some weed? And the mom says, "Oh, we have weed at home," and it's a little image of shitty weed. And I said, uh, "Weed memes don't really make sense to me because I've never really done weed in my adult life." And my friend said, "Well, it's just weed stems. It's not oregano. It's not oregano or anything, which is what I thought." He said, "It's just weed stems, but it 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 it." The case in point is, it's like us when we were kids, except with food. There's food at home, but the food at home is terrible, but we can't get anymore because we already have food at home. And I would never have made that connection in my own feeble little brain. Um, but that's the joke behind the meme, is that it's, it, it identifies with all these people that never had anything growing up, but it's just, it's just illustrated in weed. Um, because weed is something that we can... Uh, 
that we can identify with, I guess, that, that doesn't exactly say the point, but it just it's it just gets the point out there. Either way, um, the point is I guess prodromal symptoms, like I didn't even go over that. Um, the ones that you notice when you're not even diagnosed and that could lead to a diagnosis before you even have a psychotic break. Uh, stuff like killing small animals for sport um, when you're a preteen or younger. Um, like I used to, whenever I found a snake, I would just dissect it with a shovel, basically. I would see its innards and I would I would play with it before it died. I would make sure that it ran away or tried to run away and then I would eventually stick the shovel halfway through it. And if anybody had noticed that, or noticed a lot of these different things that I used to do. Like, I mean, I killed my sister's hamster. She told me to go to bed. I was three years old. She told me to go to bed. And I saw I threw her hamster across the room and broke its little hips. And it died shortly after. <clears throat> and I was three years old. And nobody thought to say, well, there's probably something wrong with Jared. But that was the case. That was just me not understanding that there's value in life and I mean I do now I, I have bad and stuff and like I am well medicated to the point where that doesn't happen anymore but who knows if it would have grown out of animals and into people um, like we all watched Dexter it's what he started doing he was killing a dog and then his dad realized and said well we need to kill stuff that people won't notice and stuff um, and if you've ever watched that it's kind of a fantastic show but the point is um, it's tough and the point is, if you're going through symptoms where you think you might be different from everyone else, or you might perceive things differently, or you might have a different understanding of the world when you're sober anyway, because uh, these things happen all the time on drugs, on shrooms and LSD and all these hallucinogenics, they will they will teach you stuff that you don't normally receive. Um, but when you're doing it sober and it's intervening with your life or, or interfering with your life and, and getting in the way of the things you'd like to accomplish, then you should probably talk to somebody and see if there's any help available to you. Because as much as I despise the drugs that are out there designed to harm you, the ones that are designed to actually help keep me from, like I said, being bedridden and being unable to cope with the reality of being awake. And um, that's a godsend, really, because it allows me to, to, to function. And without it, I would surely be a danger to those around me. Um... So, if you're thinking that you might want to get some help, there's no shame in asking for help to, to see if you can get diagnosed or explain the way that you're thinking and be honest with these medical professionals because otherwise they can't help you. And if you have somebody that's close to you that is going through this kind of trauma or that already has been diagnosed and, and has been living with it for 11 years, like myself, um, just have compassion and try to understand on a more baser level than what you see or what you what you what you understand or what you what you conclude from the way that people are acting um because it affects so many people and mental health issues affect one out of i think three they're saying now people in a lifetime and one out of 21 of those are, are disabled from that from that from that mental health issue actually unable to work actually unable to do anything actually unable to overcome this new reality that they're facing and be able to thrive from it and while i say all this stuff is like a warning and, and, and i'm being kind of um um somber or 
sober about it, I guess. While I'm being kind of down about it and dreadful, it is kind of um, an experience an exceptional experience and it does allow you to think in ways that most people are unable to think and it allows you to perceive the differences among people in ways that people don't normally get and it gives you the kind of <clears throat> ultimate compassion it allows you to perceive and and a breadth and depth of perception and understanding that nobody else uh, is able to even replicate. And um, unless they're high on acid for a year, like Ozzy Osbourne was. Um, and it allows you to think in ways that could help and to, to, cause you're trying your best to help everybody now because you, you experienced life as all these other people in your life and you're, you're trying to do right by them. Um, and it really, is an eye-opener and if you can survive it and come out on the other side and not be assaulted by your your new reality then there's a lot of good you can do in the world and i return to the shaman thing because that's exactly what they're doing they're embracing this new reality and they're not fearful of it and they're not um they're not put down by their culture there's no stigma against these people that can experience otherworldly things um, and all they do is is a, uh, try to help people and try to help people understand and try to help people know that they're not alone and try to help people um, with their daily lives and try to be altruistic like that. And I think that's fantastic. Anyway, we're now almost 26 minutes, so I'm going to cut the video. Remember to subscribe and like this video. And... Uh, be tuned for new videos around schizophrenia and other topics. Bye now.